Welcome back to the This Is Brewer podcast. This episode we talk cricket and shooting as well as look at some of the things that are happening in the region in the coming weeks. On the last episode I spoke to Prabod Mahotra. This episode I catch up with Prabod as he makes his way to Sydney. We will also continue our journey on the Shamrock Trail with a stop at the Old Dairy. I'm Dean Franklin, and this is Burrower. Our third stop on the Shamrock Trail is the dairy. The land for the dairy was purchased in 1854, and later that year the residence was built. This rare slab dwelling was the residence of one of the town's first dairymen. The land was purchased in 1854, and later that year the residence was built. The house was in two sections, living quarters at the front and amenities at the rear. These are still clearly visible, though they were connected in later years with more living space. The slab shed at the rear was moved from the adjoining block. The property was sold to its current owners in 1975 and renamed Dendevalee. In addition to the dairy, the book Brewer, Over 160 Years of White Settlement by Helen V. Lloyd mentions that at one stage there were six dairies within Brewer. The dairies of the early squatters produced great amounts of dairy products, which were taken and sold in Sydney. This soon ceased due to the competition of the larger, well-organised dairies closer to the cities. The station dairies continued on a smaller basis to provide the district or the station himself. More supervision of the dairies was made within the laws of the municipalities and shire councils, and later by the separate health authorities. Perhaps the first dairy to be licensed in Borough under the municipal council was Martha Randall's dairy. Martha was a remarkable woman who represented the silent countless number of women whose presence wasn't recognised in the eyes of their male counterparts. They, like Martha, were classed as second-rate persons, Born to William and Mary Percival, Martha married William Randell in 1870 and by 1884 she had eight children who had to go out to work at the ages of 10 and 12 years to help support the family that had been deserted by their father. Martha took on the duty of male contractor, she ran the dairy, did laundry and housekeeping at Boora and the thriving mining village of Kangiara. While at Kangiara, Randolph Bedford, a journalist for the Bulletin, wrote an article about her titled the woman who never got tired. Martha died in Sydney in November 1926. Other dairies and operations were those of Henry Hewer, William Barden, R. Hatley and Tom Hopkins, who were all licensed prior to 1900. Neil McGuinness established a dairy on Strathmore in 1906, but he sold out one year later. Eric Burnson was one of the first to install a milking machine in 1926, followed by Tom Hoskins in 1928. Borough had eight dairies in 1926, sending much of its produce to the Hard and Butter Factory. The Corcoran Brothers of Corcoran's Plains, in 1931, took on dairying and a share farming system, comprising 100 cows. They also sent their produce to Harden. J.B. Swain of Riverview built a new milking shed in 1950. Roy Armstrong's dairy, situated in Campbell Street, was the only one in the town in 1954. George Patterson followed in 1958, and in 1967, Harrowwoods erected a dairy on the property on the Young Road. 
A butter factory was suggested for Gaylong in 1893 and it commenced production in 1906. Bynalong commenced their butter factory in 1895, which was supported by the large dairies on Gingalong and Bendanine. Pat Ryan, brewer's baker, was supplied weekly and sold prime fresh factory butter in 1897, probably from these factories. The first meeting to establish a butter factory at Burra was held in 1893 at the Mechanical Institute, chaired by Hancock and Campbell. A committee was formed in 1895 for the Creamery and Butter Factory. A thousand shares of one dollar, one, one thousand shares of a pound were agreed on. Bad seasons followed, and the lack of dairy cattle saw the company wind up in 1899. The issue was raised again in 1904, but progress was deferred due to the devastating fire of 1905. The following year in September, a company was agreed on with the estimated cost of £317.10 and £175 for the machinery. A site was selected at a cost of £6 near the pound yard at the end of Short Street near the river. The wastewater was to run by pipe into the Beverly paddock, 420 yards from the factory. Tenders were called for the erection of the building in November 1906. The machinery arrived in February 1907, costing £200 and cartage was £54.10. But the completed building stood as a white elephant due to lack of support from the large landholders not farming dairy cattle. A meeting was held in September 1908 to place the company into liquidation. R. Davidson of Campbellfields then offered to rent the factory and supply 100 cows if the company got the factory in working order. This was not taken up, evidently due to the dry season, and Alan Hancock was appointed liquidator for the company in 1909. A proposition was put forward in 1921 to establish a butter factory with capital of £2,000 at one pound a share. But due to the fall in butter prices, the idea fell through and the success of factory in Borough was never attained. Joining me again on the podcast today is Prabod Maholtra. Uh, we spoke to Prabod last week about his trek from the MCG to the SCG raising funds for the Jane McGrath Foundation. So welcome back, Prabod. How's the walk going so far? Yeah, thanks very much, Dean. Uh, yeah, the walk's going well. We reached uh, officially reached um, uh, Goulburn yesterday, and we went straight to the town hall to see the mayor. Uh, and after that, the mayor walked with us to Cafe 5911, where there was a small function, a large function rather, organized by by the owner of this uh, cafe, uh, a young Indian fellow who I had met uh, during last year's walk. He had invited uh, the member of parliament, the state member of parliament, and uh, the mayor, the deputy mayor, and the councillors, and a few others. Um, it was a quite warm, welcoming function. And uh, on top of that, Vishal, the owner, had also um, organized to donate $1 for each coffee sold over the weekend, over the last uh, three or four weekends. So he had raised about $960 or dollars, wow. which, which he prompted to 1000 on the spot, uh, adding another 40 $50. And um, then uh, his friend who was making the announcements and all that, uh, he uh, requested the guests to dig in deep into the pockets. And we raised another $760. So altogether, $1,765 were deposited into the McGrath Foundation 
um, immediately after the function. So I'm very, very thankful to Vishal and all the um, guests who came to support us. It was a really heartwarming um, function for us. That, and that and that's awesome. And I saw I saw your Facebook page today, and I I saw that there was a bit of a a gathering. And I think that's it's amazing that Goldman has got behind you, and the mayor got behind you, and that cafe owner is supporting your cause because it is a really important cause. I was talking to someone yesterday in town, and I mentioned you, and he said that yep. he saw you on the Frogmore Road heading towards Crookwell. Um, oh, right, yeah. The other day, yeah. and he's like, oh, I wonder what that was about. And I sort of said, look, this is what you're doing. And he's, and he said he was going to try to find, he was going to find your link and, and donate as well. And so you're, you're inspiring a lot of people with what you're doing. Um, and I've been keeping track of your fundraising goals. And you seem to be, I think you've kicked over the 80,000 mark for the, um, that's right. On the dream yeah. grant. And I know that is, there's a, the legacy from last year. So they've still got that amount on there last year, but you're still, you know, the last, I think the last week, you probably probably another ten grand's been put in there, which is, which is definitely heartening. Yeah, um, yes, definitely, definitely. Yes. And so, how how are you going? How's the how are the feet? How's the walking going? Yeah, the walk's going well. Uh, this uh, morning we couldn't do anything. It was penciled in to be rest day anyway. Yep. But I wanted to walk up to towering. Uh, because I know the track from Tarang to Brayton and then Cannonley is not easy and it's very rough. Uh, a lot of turns and twists and uh, public roads going through uh, private property, so you need to shut the gates and open yeah, yeah. the gates and all that kind of arrangements. Um, but yesterday it was also uh, very nice uh, of a friend of mine who came, who drove all the way from Canberra to meet us uh, at Goulburn and uh, he also donated a couple of hundred dollars on top of that uh, it was very nice very nice uh, the mayor of um, uh, Goulburn uh, wanted to check my shoes to to make sure that I had actually walked <laughs> 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 uh, it was good it was good uh, and it's good to have those light hearted moments too I think just sort of breaks the tension a little bit but no that's um but it's it's been yeah. amazing what but you're he, doing for sure. The mayor also shared a sad story. Unfortunately, his uh, sister passed away about four months ago from breast cancer. Oh no! Yeah, she was only sixty-two. Uh, uh, that was a sad part, but yeah, he he, uh, he that, also chipped in. Yeah, he also chipped in to the donation. And that might explain yeah. why he was so in, so keen on on supporting you as well because he's been touched. And that's something you mentioned last week when we were talking about how how many people are affected by breast cancer, you know. And as you said, it's not just – it's just not the person who has the cancer, but it affects the family and the extended family as well, you know, because they've got to – they have to watch the person that they love go through this. Yeah, um, exactly. and then And then they have to um, live – Without that person in their lives, if they do um, succumb to the disease, so it's it is it's a you know it affects everyone, and um, it's good that yeah, those yeah. people can look at that um, right. tragedy right. and and yep. and see the good in it and 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 support um, support what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. No, it's very heartening, very heartening sure. uh, to see the community come together. Uh, the ex-mayor of uh, Goulburn also chipped in uh, 
know, $500 and so on. And he's going to uh, meet us again this evening and introduce us to some people uh, he thinks we might be able to get some donations of. Oh, is it? And that's um, excellent. Yeah, we're going to give it a go. If it happens, it happens, you know, but uh, at least we're, we're going to give our best shot. For sure. Um, and that's all we can do. <laughs> and it, it, it must be hard sometimes because you're, all you want to do now is want to rest and recover so that you can wake up tomorrow morning and go for another walk. Um, right. But you've got you've you've got to go out and, and and shake hands and kiss babies, so to speak, so that you can continue to get the donations to make it, you know, worthwhile. Because right. it's a huge commitment. Like, so you've been you've you've been walking, um, like how long you've been walking for now? Um, this is week seven. Yeah, it's ten and weeks all this up. This is isn't week, it? sorry, eight weeks, eight weeks yeah. this week. Yeah. So wow. another two weeks exactly from today will be. Today is Wednesday, so we'll be walking on to the SCG Wednesday, the 3rd of January. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, which isn't far away, really. Next week's, you know, That's Christ- right, yeah. Christmas being and gone by this time next week. And so. Yep. Um, yep yeah, exactly. And so, what's your. Wh- where are you off to tomorrow? Um, tomorrow we walk from here, from Goulburn to Towering. And then the day after, from Towering to Brayton. And then Brayton to Penningley. And then to Mossville. So 24th, we should be in Mossville uh, by the night, by afternoon, I guess. I just hope the weather holds off and it's not too hot. I yeah. mean, the weather, the fluctuation is incredible. Yesterday we had 31 degrees in Goulburn and today was only 12 maximum. Very wet today as well. So it probably wouldn't have been pleasant walking if you had to walk today anyway. So I don't know no, it's like in Goulburn, but it's, it's, um, yeah. it was very no. wet here all day. So. Yeah, it's been raining all day, and it's uh, it's not a drizzle; it's actual rain. Yeah. So you couldn't really walk it. No, it's it this kind of rain. Because as soon as um, visibility for you goes down, it means visibilities for drivers go down. You've always got to stay safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and also the braking distance, you know, extends and all that. So no, 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 you can't take a chance like that. Um, and no. so, how are you? How are your feet holding up? Um, they are much better now. Um, the blisters are slowly disappearing because I've been alternating between the sandals, uh, as the doctor suggested, and the walking shoes, um, and also wearing, you know, the uh, rotating the shoes, including the uh, the ones I, I was wearing this morning um, for the wet weather. Uh, I think this helps uh, when you let this toes breathe and the skin yeah. breathe. And and so the doctor's advice for the sandals was a good one? Definitely. Oh, definitely. brilliant. And that's good. And it's, I suppose it's one of those little things that you don't think about, but then once you once you do it, you're like, I don't know why I didn't think about this earlier, giving a bit of airflow for your feet because obviously oh, you're, yeah. you're walking for, you know, half definitely. a day. Yeah. Um, it's no different to wearing socks and boots in an office. After a day, your shoes get sweaty and horrible. But now yeah, you're out yeah. in the elements and uneven ground and you need to sort of look after your feet because, you know, in, in, in two weeks' time when you finish this, you're still, still going to need your feet to get around in so you don't want to completely destroy them. But, look, mate, I think you're doing an amazing job. Um, and I, I spoke to you yesterday about um, your plans for Christmas. So were you able to get in contact with 
Um, no, I will ring them. Uh, I just wanted to speak with you today, yeah. so um, I will ring them. I, th- I think I think tomorrow. Actually, I think I did say they they get back into Sydney tomorrow, so they're keen to chat. Um, yep. And 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 I think she may have even mentioned that she would invite you around for for lunch at their place on Christmas Day. Oh, fantastic! Um, fantastic. Which which is an opportunity. They've got a nice new house, and you know, if nothing yeah. else, you might be able to have a you know use the. Clean yeah. facilities and and freshen up and and um and I have a break yeah. from cooking in your camper, so to speak. And I know you like that. Yeah. I know you don't mind that, but you know it's always good to, especially on Christmas Day. Um, yeah. And so, have you got any other plans? Um, are your family, the rest of your family, meeting you in Sydney or? No, no, no. My brother might drive from uh, Melbourne. Uh, he did also last year uh, with his two children uh, and his wife. And uh, another friend who might drive. We'll see. Uh, I'm not sure yet who will come and who won't. Yeah, look, it, it's. Um, I, I think you're still going to have a heap of support for the day, and I know um, the McGrath Foundation has listened to, well, seen the Instagram post anyway. Um, they made yeah, a comment yeah, on yeah. on that the other day, and so I know they're they're keeping track of you and supporting you all the way, and so you'll have a heap of people there. And I look, I hope that the um, New South Wales government steps up to the mark like they did last year, and the new premier gives you a little bit of uh, cash funding, uh, and and hopefully the prime minister, if, if he's in attendance, because they normally he's a I think he's a Sydney he, sider anyway, so he should be there for the pink test. So hopefully he'll be there on Friday for sure. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, hopefully yeah. he chips in a bit and puts a bit of money in as well, just to hopefully. Yeah, you know, like it's a you know I saw this post the other day about the importance of nurses and how. Yeah. You know, they're the unsung heroes, and and the last three years are probably testimony testament to that with all the work that they've had to done with COVID and all these other things. And the, absolutely marvelous. And, and, you know, they and then having these specialist nurses who concentrate on on you know breast care and breast cancer. Um, yes. You know, we need to support them, and um, if if it means fundraising and and trying to get a little bit of extra money out of the government, then let's let's see what we can do. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mate, yeah. you, as always, I said to you last week, you're inspirational, um, and and keep it up, keep your chin up. You're doing well, um, and I will I'll endeavour to get, contact you again next week when I'm in the studio again, just to see how you're travelling, see how your Christmas was, and and see how your feet and your shoes are holding up. Yeah, thanks very much, Dean. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I shared my, the link you sent me last week. Uh, I shared that link with the McGraw Foundation and oh, yeah, definitely. And um, so they can also, you know, hear the interview and how we are progressing and how we are sort of moving along uh, where we are. Uh, they also want to keep a track and uh, very supportive, very supportive staff at the yeah, McGraw Foundation. Uh, it, it, uh, it's, it's very, very good, mate. And um, look, I'll, I'll let you go, but in, enjoy the rest of your day off and, and don't have too much fun tonight at the, at the gala yeah. fundraising event they've organised for you. Thank you so much. Um, and um, and and happy trials tomorrow. Getting back on your feet and, and eat out yeah. there, and I'll I'll speak to you next week and have a good Christmas. Oh. All right, thanks very much, Dean. Uh, yeah, yeah, likewise. You have a great Christmas and a very very happy New Year. All right, mate. Take it easy. Yes. Bye bye. So that was that was Prabod Maholtra, who, as I mentioned before, is walking from the MCG to the SCG, raising funds for the Jane McGrath Foundation. Um, I will put his donation link in the podcast notes in the description of the podcast so you can donate to him and i'll also be sharing it on our socials on instagram and tiktok
of things happening in Borough. So Christmas services. So this weekend, St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Borough is holding a service on Saturday the 23rd at 6pm and again on Sunday 24th at 6pm. St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Bynalong is holding a service on Christmas Day at 9am and St. Clement's Monastery in Gaylong is holding a service on Sunday at 9am in the Downstairs Chapel and on Christmas Day at 9am in the Upstairs Chapel. The Brewery Uniting Church is holding a service on Sunday the 24th at 10.30, followed by a morning tea. The St. John the Apostle Anglican Church is holding a service on Sunday the 24th at 9.30am and holding another service on Christmas Day at 9.30. They are also hosting a free two-course Christmas lunch from 12pm. Contact Jenny on 02-6384-2441 or Roland on 8487-429-188 before the 20th of December. At the Services Club this week, Wednesday they have general exercise. Bingo, members draw at 7pm for $500. On Friday, they have their raffles, including hams. The members draw is now $5,000. The bonus draw is $500. And the night owl draw is $5,000. Saturday, Tai Chi for Seniors has finished for the year. On Saturday night, they have Terry Leonard brings his Elvis Presley, Roy Orbison tribute back to Brewer. There's free entry, but bookings are recommended. The show starts at 7pm. On Sunday, they have Christmas Eve raffles and the members' draw is now at $3,950. At the Rec Club this week, they have Bingo on Thursday, they have Christmas Hamper raffles on Thursday night and Sunday's raffles are gift vouchers. The Boorah IGA have extended trading hours this week. So Monday to Friday, they open normal hours 8 to 6 p.m. Saturday, they open 8 to 5. Sunday, open 8 to 3. They will be closed on Christmas Day and open from 8.30 to 11.30 on Boxing Day. Normal trading resumes on Wednesday the 27th of December. For those wanting delivery, to cut off times for delivery on Monday, Wednesday and Thursday is 12pm for a 1pm delivery. And a quick note, as of January 2024, home deliveries will incur a $5 service fee and all orders must be over $20. In local cricket, the big bottles lost by eight wickets to the leprechauns in tomorrow and the Crocs results haven't been updated yet. Top scorer for the big bottles was Ben Close with 38 off 39. Simon Pye got 19 off 14, and Oliver Miller made 15 off 20. Best of the bowlers was Ben Close with 1 for 8, and Daniel Canales with 1 for 24. The next round of cricket is the 6th of January, where the Crocs take on Stock and Bingle, and the Big Bottles play the Bribery Rams. The Gun Club had their Christmas shoot on the weekend and reported a good turnout despite the windy weather. Tuesday night practice is now finished for the year, with the first practice in the new year will be the Tuesday the 23rd of January and the first comp of the new year on the 27th of January starting at 11am. Touch and Swim Club are on a break for the school holidays and both will be back in February. The swimming pool is still currently closed due to some technical issues caused by the latest round of blackouts and keep an eye on socials to see when that comes back on. On the next episode of This Is Borough podcast, we pick up our trek on the Shamrock Trail with a stop at the post office. I'll also be chatting to local musician Trudy Jane about her latest single, as well as other events happening in the next few weeks. In the new year, I'll be talking to people from the Bango Wind Farm, Donahue's Estate, Tori and Jason, local musicians from Burrawa, as well as continuing our journey around Burrawa. This is Burrawa is now on Instagram and TikTok, and I will put those links in the show notes as well. Until then... See you all around Burrowa.
This is Brewer Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Dean Franklin, here in the JD Podcast Studio in Brewer, and cover art is by Cooper Downey.